Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. John Simmer somewhere has a uh, as a team. We're getting tall. <laughs> Vance with the practices and the tall. He's tall. Oh my gosh, VJ man, he's back. Vance Joseph back in the fold in Denver as a defensive coordinator. He's going to work for Sean Payton. Did you about fall off your chair when you when you saw it was Peter Schrager who had the report? How did you find out? Um, boss man, uh, says something. Hey, what do you, what, you know, what do you think about the, the Vance hire? Like, wait, what? Who? They hired him? And, uh, because we have a group text message here, um, chain mm-hmm. and y'all were going back and forth, but I wasn't up to date on it because yep. I was doing stuff, getting ready for work. And so I didn't see it, but y'all were talking about it. So, I mean, uh, that, that's how I found it. I was like, wait, what? I mean, I, I was late to the party on that one. Well, how about you? It was it was through it was it was I think it was Drew or Kister. I think they both sent it at the same time, or Drew and maybe I think Rosman might have sent it. It was Peter Schrager's tweet saying that um, Vance is coming back to Denver. He said the Denver Broncos are hiring Vance Joseph as their defensive coordinator per source, and you know who Peter Schrager's tight with? Yeah, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. That's right. So they did that show together. They did. Uh, yep. So that's coming right there from the go. source, I would imagine. Um, of course. And Schrager. You text him. Yes. You text, text, text him. And Schrager that was, was nice. What Schrager does, he works like five days a week doing stuff for um, NFL Network, does the Good Morning Football show, and then he flies across the country and does uh, pregame stuff for Fox for Sundays. So he and Sean Payton got really friendly uh, this past year. So it was Peter Schrager who had the report. I mean, this couldn't have been the plan, right? Like from the outset when Sean Payton sat down with Greg Penner a month ago or whenever it was, like, okay, who's your plan for defensive coordinator? Was there a plan? I think there was. I think there was. I think Vic? the plan was Vic Fangio. Was there a backup plan? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, there would have had to have been a backup plan how seriously, like, you can you can have a backup plan, but then when it comes time to pull the trigger, you're like, ooh, is this actually, like, the new plan? Or do we need to go back to the drawing board? And it could have been a scenario like that. Yeah, and, and your backup plan can change quickly because your backup plan might have been someone else's plan. That guy might have got hired, and now your backup plan is not available because he got hired because he was your backup plan. Right. He wasn't your first choice. Right. And everyone knew that Vic was your first choice. So things happen quickly, and then there's a domino effect there, and you look around like, oh, okay, well, wow. All right, we got to start from square one here. Our guy, d uh, came in here yesterday, came in hot, came in hot. 
saying Cortland Sutton was going to be the fourth wide receiver. Oh, KJ Hamler. Yeah, my blood pressure was going up. I had to be. I like. I'm out of here. I got to go. K- got to go. KJ Hamler was going is going to oh. uh, uh, usurp uh, Sutton, but he also said, in addition to the Broncos should pay Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs. Oh. Wait, you said that too? Yep. Oh, I'm glad. And I then in addition oh. to that, it was the wow. reason that Vic didn't get hired is because it was George Payton who gave him this stiff arm. They're like, you're going to hire Sean Payton, and the first move you're going to do is saying you can't hire Vic Fangio? Your boss. You're going to tell your boss that. That's basically your new boss. Right. That is your new boss. And you're going to tell right. him? He runs this football side. He's right. not going to hire Vic Fangio? <laughs> so he said all that, right. and then they went to their right. first break. Oh. Really packed a lot right. in there. Um, I'm glad I bailed on that first segment. I, it was special. I, I might have had a heart attack. It was, I might have had a heart it attack. Was An aneurysm. Uh, it would not have been good. It, wow. So, so, so the plan could have been something like, "Hey, Vic's my number one. If that doesn't work out, and he goes to San Francisco or Miami, we could revisit the Idro Evero conversation. And then, if maybe that doesn't work out, we could we could always talk to Rex Ryan, you know, from ESPN and. You know, we've talked a little bit and texted back and forth, and he wants to get back into coaching. But and maybe at the time, that's like your third option. Then you actually get there, and you're like, you know what? No. Yeah, and things change. Yeah. Things change. You know, I mean, Vance probably wasn't available at that time anyway. You're looking at all the candidates because he was still under contract in Arizona. Good Arizona point. was looking for a coach, and he was just kind of waiting to see if he would be back in Arizona. So it was a late process. Things change quickly. Things change slowly. It's just the way it was. Uh, where was Vance on that list, the original list? He probably wasn't even on the original list. Right. And the list changes because your first guy, which we assume was Vic Fangio, Miami paid him a lot of money, and he's going to Miami and don't know why Miami over Denver. Who knows? Um, streets of South Beach, you know, I mean, they, they call, they're calling. And that's a that's a that's a big pull there, obviously, for a guy like Vic. Yep, like some streets, loves um, some streets. But I, I just, and then once that domino went, now now what are you looking at? You know who you're going to have to open it back up, and obviously that's what they did. And I was just surprised to get that news today that in the end, you know, Vic, I mean, excuse me, Vance will be returning as yeah. a defensive coordinator. That's a hard sell to me. Really, Zach, at the end of the day, it's all about what this defense does on the football field. That's right. And we don't have to feel great about it. That doesn't mean that it's not going to work out and it's not going to be a good thing because we don't love the hire on the surface. Speaking of hires, Broncos, breaking news. Got a little bit of Broncos breaking. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. (gasps) Vance Joseph is returning to Denver. Mike Kliss from one minute ago. Per source, the Broncos are hiring Joe Lombardi to be a part of their offensive staff. Title, and he puts this in parentheses, title to be determined. But offensive coordinator is a possibility. This will be Lombardi's third assistant coaching stint with Sean Payton. That was pretty much to be expected there. He got fired from the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of lining up that he was going to be on this staff and probably be title will be offensive coordinator with Sean Payton probably calling the plays. But at the end of the day, he probably trusts Joe Lombardi a lot, likes him. They've been around each other. They yep. know. Yep. And 
he might let him call the plays, might not, whatever. Um, but that that hiring kind of was the one to be expected here. Uh, spent some time in New Orleans as an offensive assistant in 2007 and 2008 under Sean Payton. We're talking about Joe Lombardi here, who once upon a time played his college football right here in the state of Colorado. Oh. Air Force. Awesome. We love our Falcons. Oh. Nova, did someone feed Nova today? We'll oh, get, Nova's taking care of. We'll get Nova, you, girl. Nova's still munching on that buffalo. <laughs> Ralphie. <laughs> Nova's still got, got a little bit of, of Ralphie left in the freezer. Oh, from my that God. ass whipping this year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we are Don't all, worry about Nova. All Nova's all fat over. We're, we're all over Air Force, no. over eight and a half wins this year, and uh, all over the under two and a half wins for CU football this year. Um, it's, it's real stuff shaking and moving up there in Boulder. Even yeah. even like within the last twenty four hours, we we will get to it. Um, but Joe Lombardi, okay, so he uh, longtime coach, been coaching uh, at the college or pro level back to nineteen ninety six. Okay, he starts in Dayton. Go Flyers. Then he moves oh, to uh, Steve Tennesetter and Kevin Tkev. Oh, Dayton is that Flyers? Right? Yeah, okay. both of them went there. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, then he coaches at uh, a VMI for a bit, which is a Virginia a military institute um, down uh, down south there on the east coast. Then he does uh, a year at Bucknell. Go Bison, and then he's uh, with the New York and New Jersey Hitmen in two thousand one oh, USFL. No, the XFL. Oh. That was the original XFL. Okay. Uh, back in 2001. Uh, spent some time at Mercyhurst, which I believe is a Division Ooh. II school back okay. on the East Coast. Mercy. Then he gets his pro start with the Atlanta Falcons in 2006. All right, he is a defensive assistant. And then is his first stop under Sean Payton. 2007, 2008 as an offensive assistant. We're talking about the career in New Orleans? of Joe Lombardi. Yes, he ends okay. up in New Orleans. With Sean Payton. How long was he with Sean Payton for? He was with him for two seasons as an offensive assistant before getting promoted to quarterback's coach, and he had that job for four years. So from 2007 to 2013, so you're talking about six years under Sean Payton in New Orleans. He then gets his first uh, offensive coordinator gig in Detroit. Okay. So he leaves Sean Payton in New Orleans for uh, an upgrade, right, a a progressive uh, forward move as OC. He was... I had that title 2014-15. And then he comes back to be the quarterback's coach with the Saints for another four years under Sean Payton. Sean Payton, um, well, I guess he coached one more year there, so but but he jumped for another OC job in 2021 with the Chargers, and it looks like he had that job for two years. Hey, so he could be he could be just the off. I mean, he could be just the quarterbacks coach then. Could be, you know, um, and and maybe you hire someone else to be the offense coordinator. So they they are hiring Joe Lombardi. We don't know his title yet, uh, but okay, cool. Uh, whether it's offensive coordinator and title or quarterback coach, uh, this was kind of one that was to be expected. That was a name that was been floating around for a long time since he got released from his contract, fired from from the Chargers this year, and. All right, I, I like it. You, you want guys on your staff that have been around you that know you know your system and all of that. That that helps. And and Joe Lombardi's one of those guys for Sean Payton. So like the hire. Think it's a good hire because of those factors. There you go. All right. Um, we have staff a, is starting to come into it's shape. Starting here. to come into shape a little bit. And we actually 
it was coming into shape without us even knowing it. And, and we got a detail uh, from actually Sean Payton himself last night on Twitter. We'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, Mike Kliss tweets two minutes ago, per source, Broncos are hiring Michael Willowette, I think, W-I-L-H-O, Will Hoyt, W-I-L-H-O-I-T-E. Will Hoyt sounds right. Michael Will Hoyt. What did you say first? Willowette, I think I said first. Will Hoyt. Will Hoyt. I should have let you read it first. Yeah. You could have been the breaker of news. Uh, he's he's going to be a bit the, closer than Willa Willa Wet. He's going to be the new linebackers coach. He was with Sean Payton in New Orleans in 2019-20. Spent the last two years as the Chargers linebackers coach. So him and Joe Lombardi looked like they were on the same staff there in Los Angeles. The okay, linebackers gotcha. coach and the new uh, uh, maybe offensive coordinator. We don't know for sure what Joe Lombardi coach or offensive coordinator probably it's right. One of those two. It's one of those two. All right, cool. Staff's starting to take shape. We're getting a lot of news today. Our advance earlier today, Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator. Now, uh, Joe Lombardi will be on the offensive staff in some capacity, and your guy, Will Hoyt, will be on the defensive side of the ball in some capacity. <laughs> there we go. I um, like it. And, you know, I, I said there was a, an exchange last night on Twitter. It was from a local media member, Eric Goodman, who we both know does a good job. He said, quote, the story broke. This is this is this is Eric tweet. Quote, the story broke about Sean Payton becoming the Broncos head coach 24 days ago. Right now, he has six coaches on his staff, including himself, and he has 12 more to fill, including everyone on defense. Please don't sell me a pile of garbage. He's taking his time. This is embarrassing. Oh, (laughs) so really not not pulling punches. But then it's Sean Payton himself. Oh, S. Dot Payton. S. Dot. Just coming. Who, like, who replies? He replies. Yes. Oh, okay. Replies directly. Hey, don't take a shot at S. Dot Payton and think it's going to go under the radar and he's not going to reply. He said, quote, this is Sean Payton, head coach of the Broncos. 16 with five to go. We'll fill you in when we're ready. End quote. <laughs> so they, they, had, they had some ready to go, um, obviously. We haven't heard about them all, and we're starting to hear about some today. What did you make of the head coach of the Denver Broncos responding to that tweet from uh, Eric Goodman? You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have some huge big take on it. I know, like our buddy James Merrillat does, and I think that there's some level of credence to it. And James will share that with us here in a second. But. I guess I don't love it, but I don't care that much. Does that make sense? Like I don't. This is like yeah. I don't. I don't really care that much. But like Sean Payton wasn't even tagged in this tweet, which means someone must have made him aware. Whether it's a PR person uh, in the comments tagging him that draws his attention to it, right? Something. He, I guess he could have searched his name. You know, like you know, whatever. Um, he did ask for less social media from the players. So yeah. it'd be, you know, popping off on Twitter. But there's a little bit of me that likes it, too. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of me that likes it, actually. Uh, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. I get it. You, you know, uh, you'll have some people that want to nitpick it apart and like, oh, I can't believe he's like he's not working right now. Like, how is he not working right now? He should be in the office working. But he's responding to tweets. 
how dare him? Like, what? This should be working. We need work, Zach. Got to hire coaches. 24-7. Work, 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 work. How dare you tweet, Sean Payton? I, I, I love it, actually. It's funny. It makes things fun, at least fun right now around here. Yeah. We'll see what it looks like during the season. Well, what are we? February 23rd. Right. You know? Uh, 21 years, by the way. Me. Today. Marriage. Oh! Yeah, today. Um, Congratulations! So I, I, I shouldn't even have to look down. What, what's the date today? Like, holy <laughs> crap. Thank goodness my wife's not in town. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what song do you dance to on your wedding day? Three. Uh, let's move on. Two. Let's move on. One. Um... We're not going. No one, no one wants to listen to that, Zach. I mean, clearly, I know. Of course, I know. But we're not going to go down on. Question well, and just answer. Just give me the song you so, dance to on your wedding Zach, day. Sean Payton doing this right now. I have no issue with what. What else is going on? It is all good. But you know, do I want to see him responding to this stuff during the season? No, I would prefer he, he didn't. But I'm here for it. it gives us content. It's fun. Um, and um, so it's it's not all just bland anymore. Right? It's not all just giving out hugs and kisses at the door. We're going to be on our toes around here. I like it. Um, but I don't want to see this stuff during the season. Right. But on February 23rd, I'm here for this, man. I love it. Now Googling songs from 2002. Oh, God. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, holy cow. James Merillat is, is Nathaniel Hackett today. Hey, he's, he complains about Nathaniel Hackett. That's good. James Merillat's Nathaniel Hackett That's today. That's good. Holy James was supposed cow. to join us four minutes ago. Right. And I had reconfirmed with him when I went downstairs to get your lunch. Oh, thank just you. Just being the nice guy that I am. And he's like, yeah, I'll be there at 1215. Oh, so he's actually here. He's in the building. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Must have fell asleep. Maybe. Last time he missed an appointment once he was out on the golf course on the heels of him criticizing Greg Penner for yeah. getting out on the golf course for not getting the Sean Payton deal done, not knowing that Sean Payton was actually in the building for the 96 hours leading up to that take. Yeah. Yeah, and he's still going down that road. He's still trying to throw that golf thing in there. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this was this was James's tweet. He said, so the head coach who said the team needed less social You're media. Nathaniel Hackett. There us. he is. You're there Nathaniel Hackett at us. What are you doing? <laughs> seriously, you're five minutes late. Where have you been, Marilat? What have you been? Seriously. Oh, my gosh. I was in the uh, vortex. I think you guys oh, all know no. what that means. He got caught in the Raj Sharon vortex. <laughs> oh, so oh, sorry. You're blaming the boss. Oh, oh, that's wow. an interesting strategy. Well, I, hey. I'm not blaming anybody. Wow. I'm just giving you the honest answer. Well, no, no, you're blaming him for <laughs> no. being late. I apologize yes. for being late. I'm five minutes late. I don't like being tired. It was very Nathaniel Hackett. It was. The right. only difference is I didn't set the time. Had I set the time and it was late, it would have been. But you confirmed the time. Oh, no, I you did. confirmed I did. the time. I, I did. It was originally for one. I said, "How about twelve fifteen? He said, "That's actually better." So oh, we're right. kind of collaborative. On I agreed that. to it. But what's up, fellas? What's up, man? So, so. <laughs> oh, we've got to get apologize. to it. We only got three minutes. I so, well, well yeah. maybe you can stick around a little nah, bit. No, nah, you don't show up late and get to stick around for another segment. That's not how we roll. You were very critical uh, of, we Sean, locked the door. of Sean Payton jumping on Twitter last night. I thought yeah. it was a really interesting take given what Sean Payton said in his intro press conference. I want to give you the floor here. Yeah, he wanted to uh, have players be more anonymous donors, right? That was, the, that was the phrase he used, which I liked. He wanted them to be less on social media. Um, but then he felt the need to hop on social media yesterday, go after a local media member and uh, have a little clap back about where they were on their uh, their development of this coaching staff. Look, it just I think it's a bad look. 
especially when today they start making hires and it, it starts to fill uh, the rest of the staff out. Like, it was unnecessary. It, it just seemed like something that, um, you know, it's the old uh, me thinks he dose protests too much. Like, wait, why are you complaining so much? Where's that from? Yeah, it's like Back Shakespeare or something. Radio. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Hey, something I had brute? to read it. Something. Hey, too brute? It's like, why did he feel the need to say it? Right? Like, the criticism was obviously getting to him. He wasn't tagged in it. Is he on there searching his name late at night, just hanging out in the hotel at Inverness or wherever he's hanging? Like, what's going on? It just seemed odd to me, and especially for a guy who said, hey, let's just stay off the social media. Let's not draw attention to ourselves. Let's not set ourselves up to where people are just waiting to pounce on us. Well, you did last night with that, and then you really did today with the VJ hire. Because if this defense takes a step backward, which they are set up to do, people are going to have zero patience for that at all. And well, what, that was, I mean, that's where I was going to uh, – risky hire, bad yeah. I mean, bad hire uh, from you. I don't well, think where, it's where a, are you at with, with, with Vance? I don't think it's a good hire. He's had more bad defenses than he's had good defenses. The defense, first year he was in Miami, took a step backward. First year he was in Arizona, took a step backward. The only one that it didn't was his first year in Denver. They were the third-ranked defense in football, but he took over a defense that was first and fourth. So, okay, he kept it on the tracks for at least a year, and then they fell apart. So he has a bad resume. He had a bad tenure. Here's the head coach. And, again, it's a defense that right now, you know, Draymond Jones, we'll see if he's back. He's arguably the third-best player on that side of the ball. Kareem Jackson? Probably won't be back. They're going to go young at that position. Bradley Chubb's already gone, so you need Randy Gregory, Baron Browning, and you know Nick Benito to step up Jonathan as your Cooper. edge rushers. Jonathan Cooper, somebody's going to have to step up. Like It's kind of set up to take a step backward anyway. And if it does, if they lose games early because his defense can't stop the opposition, people are going to revolt. They're going to say, why in the world did you bring this guy back? That's just what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and to totally erase his time as head coach like it doesn't count. That was yeah. his defense. Right. So, like, if Sean Payton goes out and has success as head coach, he gets the credit, but Vance gets none of the blame because he was head coach and not coordinator? Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You, you can't. And, and, and look, Rex Ryan's resume, much better than VJ's. Uh, Sean Desai, Chris Richard, we don't know anything about them, so that, that would have been more of a gamble. But you also have to consider, this really wasn't a five-person race when you throw Matt Patricia in yesterday. It was seven because Vic Fangio was mentioned at the beginning, and so was Brian Flores. And I forgot about Brian Flores. Brian Flores was introduced or was announced as the new defensive coordinator with the Vikings the day Sean Payton was introduced here, February 6th. Had you made that announcement four or five days earlier prior to the golf tournament, maybe oh, they could have got Brian no. Flores. I we don't, don't want Brian don't Flores know. here, James. How can you know. have a guy here as your defensive coordinator that's suing you and made some outrageous accusations against your it's, organization? It's like D'Amico no. Ryan's going to Houston. He was suing them, too. That's a lot I, different. That's, uh, as a player, you, it, that's, a, that's a totally different thing. Just, totally imagine, just imagine in four years, in four years, the Broncos are looking for a new OC, and they bring back Nathaniel Hackett. As preposterous as that sounds right now, that's what hiring VJ as defensive coordinator is. I don't see the difference. Sa- Sa- Time Sa- heals all wounds. I, I, is that the saying? Yeah, it, it is. Um, People have forgotten because it, it's, it, was, it was Vance and then it was Vic Hackett. And, and so sure, people it, have forgotten about like that last year with Vance and how bad it was. And Vic and Hackett knocked Vance off the podium for worst head coach in Broncos history. He's fourth now. Um, so I, I get that. But... Again, right now, if I said, hey, four years in 2027, 
they're going to introduce Nathaniel Hackett as the new offensive coordinator. We all sit here and think that is ludicrous. That's what just happened. Do, are, are you okay with staying around for one sure. more segment? Okay. Yeah. I, because, I don't know if he's allowed to. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, just like, we'll talk about it in the break. We'll talk about it in the break. I'm on probation. I'll, I'll make, get it. I'll make, I get it. I'll make I'll that get it. call. I'll okay. Uh, more reaction I'm to, the Sean Payton of this show right here. I'll make the decision. <laughs> okay. Well, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Take over. We're reacting to Vance Joseph being named defensive coordinator go of, tweet real quick. Uh, of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> go search your name first. See who's saying what. Uh, and is VJ actually kind of being set up to fail a little bit here. We'll take a dive into that conversation next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. After a meeting of the minds, we did allow uh, James to come back in here for another segment, right, Stone? I Stoke? appreciate it. Stoke, did you have something you wanted to say? I... <laughs> my uh, prior perfect attendance helped my case, I think. Yes. Hey, okay. your track record is who that. you are, right? I appreciate that. You're, you are who your record says you are. That's how you're in the light. Ben- benefit of the doubt. That's why VJ will have no benefit of the doubt in Broncos country because his track record isn't good here. So it better be good, and it better be good right out of the gate. So Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos, announced just a couple hours ago he's joining Sean Payton's staff. Stokely and I, and really, you know, I'll give him a little bit more credit, maybe 51% of like... Probably 75, 25. Saying like, why does Ejiro Evero not want to be here? Who knows this defense better than Ejiro Evero? And... Why is he leaving if statistically you're one of the better defenses? Why are you joining someone's staff from scratch as opposed to ejecting yourself out of the familiarity of your defense? And I think of Vance coming into 2017 where I I said the phrase earlier that he was set up to fail in 2017. Probably the wrong verbiage, but the Broncos were taking a step back in 2017. You're coming out of the Super Bowl. You start hot in 2016. The rails come off so crazy in the second half, the last two-thirds, really, of that season. And then you're still talking yourself into, hey, no, the, the Super Bowl window is still real. Yeah. Does this defense have some, like, is there, like, an analogy that could be made about what where the, the direction of this defense is going, just like the direction of the Denver Broncos in 2017? Sure. I mean, this defense wasn't particularly good in the second half, particularly the last five games of the year, and in real focus, the last three games of the year. You can draw somewhat of a correlation of as soon as they traded away Bradley Chubb, it was not the same defense. It wasn't. Stop. No, it wasn't. Stop. Look at Draymond Jones. So you're saying Bradley Chubb meant that much to this defense? Like they're they're a hundred times worse without Bradley. I mean, I come didn't on, say hundred times worse. I said come some, on, somewhat of a correlation. James. So they took a step backward in the second half. They just did. When you look at how they played before the bye, you look at how they played after the bye. They took a step backward. So I think if you're Israel Evero, you're looking at that saying. Okay, how do I turn that around? How do I get it back to what it was in the first half, not the second half? Because the only other explanation is, oh, they just threw up their hands and quit once they realized, hey, hey, we got no chance here because our offense is so bad. Well, that's not really a – that's an indictment of the defensive coordinator too. So either way, it was a negative. How does he turn it around? I don't know. So, yeah, I do think VJ is somewhat set up to fail here because I think that defense 
is fixing to take a step backward no matter who the defensive coordinator is. They, they've lost a lot of key guys, and if you lose Draymond Jones and you lose Kareem Jackson, okay, how are you going to replace him? I think Caden Stearns is a fine replacement for Kareem. He's a guy, he's probably, though, in he, general. He is. It's three players and a bunch of guys. It's it's Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan, DJ Jones, and a bunch of guys at this point. And DJ Jones, I'm stretching it to make it three. And even with Justin Simmons and as good as Pat Sertan is, none of those guys are like game record, game changing Sundays. They, they are not. They do not move the line by a half point if they don't play. So in the last two years, if you've seen Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones leave town, you've seen a lot of defensive talent exit. And what have they replaced it with? I mean, maybe Nick Benito turns into a player. Maybe. Maybe Baron Browning becomes a dominant pass rusher. Maybe. But it's all maybes at this point. So I think there's a lot of work to do to keep this defense just at the level they were last year, especially the level they were the first half of last year before that big Bradley Chubb, Chubb trade. Oh so I, I think, you got to let the Chubb I, thing go, I think dude. That'll be a, I think that's that'll George be a signature move. Like, that's been his best move of his tenureship. But but I want to ask you about uh, Zach and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago, um, and and I just thought of it, and we're looking at different guys that you possibly could move. Mm-hmm. With Justin Simmons, how would you feel about if I said, hey, um, you know, he's going to be thirty years old this season, um, making a lot of money. What would you think about trying to possibly move a Justin Simmons um, this offseason to get more draft capital and kind of turn that defense over? Well, it, it, it depends on what you get. If somebody wants to offer you a Jamal Adams deal, what Seattle send two number ones? Okay, you're, okay, no, 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 no that I'm, I'm saying okay, like but maybe I'm, could you, would you do it for a second or a third? No, you're not going to replace him most likely with the second or third. So you, you're taking a step backward, like. Draft capital to me is so overrated. It's so overrated. I'm not in the camp of the Rams where I don't care about the picks at all, Mm -hmm. but most of them don't pan out. So it was the same issue I had with the Von Miller trade of you got a second and a third and everybody, oh, that's how you got Russell Wilson. No, it isn't. You didn't send any of those picks uh, away for Russell Wilson. I think they're, they're vastly overrated. You got, at this point, you got Nick Benito, Luke Wattenberg, and a third round pick this year for Von Miller. How's that feeling? Not feeling very good to me. So if that's what it turns out for Justin Simmons, I would be disappointed with that move. So uh, I I have a tendency to say I would do that deal because how are you going to rebuild this football team? You don't have a ton of cap space. You're kind of like, what, what do we find out? Like maybe middling, right? Like, yeah. I think right, now they're, yeah. right now they're 12th, and yeah. you can make three moves and you'll be up to $40 So can everyone else, space. though. I mean, so, but I you're, 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 you're way behind the leaders in the clubhouse when it comes to cap. Way, but, way but behind. But you also have the ability to manipulate the cap because you can you, you now have deep pockets and can, can transform what somebody is owed into signing bonus and play that game where now they have the ability to do that because the Walton Penner family ownership group has deep pockets. So they, I, I, if I hear any of the, you know, the, the spin masters when it comes to the, the Broncos saying, hey, they can't do this move because they don't have cap space, that's nonsense. You can, they can do whatever they want. They can go sign whoever they want. There's not anything that they can't do um, in free agency. So that's where I would go. That's where I would spend the money. I think you gotta, you got to bring back uh, Draymond Jones. You got to bring back Dalton Reisner because he's the best guard available in free agency. Gosh, I mean, you're going to have to overpay for all these guys, and and, and, and you are trying whoa, to rebuild whoa, this dang. roster. And you're trying to rebuild this roster. I don't think the, the the most wise way to go about it 
is to overpay in free agency. You got to, if, if Russell Wilson wasn't in the mix, we'd be looking at this as a rebuild. So when you're talking about just the roster, I choose to look at it like that. And what's the best way to rebuild the team? It's through the draft, not overpaying in free agency. So for Justin, it's like the question that I asked, the reason that we're talking about Justin is because he's got the value. Like he's someone that you could, it's a compliment to Justin. He's terrific, but he's turning 30. And the question I ask is, is Justin Simmons a part of the next great Broncos team? I don't think he is. Therefore, I'd be open to a trade. I, I just think in, in this league, you can turn it around in a year or two. And I think if you're looking at teams that can go from worst to first. Now, the Broncos have the hardest path to that because the defending Super Bowl champs are in their division. But can they go from 5-12 and 12 to 12-5? 12 and 5? You look and say, well, who had the most one-score losses? Broncos are in that list. Just like the Vikings are set up to take a step backward going 11-0 and 0 in one-score games. That ain't going to happen again. I just don't think this is the old, you know, uh, John McKay five-year plan down in Tampa in 1976. It is much more of a, hey, how do we how do we win now? And you didn't trade for Russell Wilson, and you didn't trade for Sean Payton to put together a rebuild plan and try and build this off of second and third round picks. The other part of that is, is George Payton the right guy to parlay second and third round picks into guys that are going to turn this team around? I mean, it's it's we, we got a lot of Nick Benitos and. Quinn Miners and Baron Brownings and guys like that that are in that mix and on that list. Okay, maybe um, maybe you guys are higher on those those players than I am, or maybe the rest of Broncos country is. But I don't see a lot of stars that he's plucked out of that category. Javante Williams maybe could have made that conversation, yeah. but he's a borderline first round pick. He was in the thirties, and now him coming off the injury, who knows what he's going to be? Which is a shame, but that's just a reality. Last one on the way out. What do you make of George Payton's long term future here? I think uh, at this point we haven't heard any rumblings of. Well, I guess we did hear the Ireland. Was it uh, the right the the former? Yes, that uh, was Jeremy Fowler floating yeah. that. Well, not Jeff, floating it, saying that Jeff, it Ireland? Jeff Ireland. Jeff Ireland. Yeah. Is he the one that asked Des Bryant the bad question at the combine? Was he the one who asked him the I inappropriate so. question? I believe about his mom? so. Yeah. Um, we did hear that because I was going to say, well, we haven't heard any rumblings, but that was the only thing that's been out there. I think a lot of it will be based on, hey, what's this year's draft look like? Um, I don't think anything's happening before then, especially at the point we are right now. So, you know, I think if Sean Payton gets out there and, you know, first mini camp, first day of training camp, starts looking around and says, hey, we didn't have a ton of picks, but we got some guys who can play. I think he'll be in he'll, he'll be in better shape than if he goes out there and goes, oh, my God, what, what, what these none of these guys can play. I think it really does come down to one draft and a draft when he doesn't have a lot of chips to play. And, and well, I'll go so far to say is I think, Sean Payton's frustration with George Payton is going to really pick up steam during the NFL season when he's coaching these guys and either Randy Gregory's not healthy or the right tackle didn't work. And it's like when you're actually out there on game day and the resources that you've been given before you even got there in the form of like Randy Gregory or whoever, or the lack of draft success, that's it's on game day where it's going to be like, this isn't good enough. You haven't done a good enough job where right now it's still sort of honeymoon. Yeah, still no, they're, they're still figuring it out. But I, I you're you're 100 percent right. I think it's both those things. I think it's the first draft and I think it's that first season when he's looking around and going the groceries that George Payton bought him. I don't think this honeymoon is going to be two or three years. I think it's either one year and you're out or one year and like, hey, I'm happy with this guy. And we're going to stick long term. It's going to we're going to find this out in the next what? eight, nine months yeah. as to what's going to happen with George Payton. I agree. Uh, James, thanks for being here. Appreciate it, guys. All right, there's James Merrill. I'll be late again. DenverSports.com. When the product sucks, people sprint from it. And when the product is good, they sprint to it. And we have incredibly recent examples of both. 
and one is right here in our backyard. Hang tight. It's next. Zach on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. When the product stinks, people sprint from it. When the product is good, people sprint to it. We got incredibly recent examples of both. Uh, Vance Joseph, guys, has been hired as defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos. We've been reacting to it uh, throughout the afternoon. We put it on the back burner here for just a couple minutes, and we'll circle back shortly. Uh, But what do you want to hear about first, Brandon Stokely? People running to a product or people running from a product? Give me the good. For the first time. Colorado, CU, is selling tickets to its spring game. Oh, okay. Which is less than two months away, two months from yesterday. Stoke, they've sold over 30,000 tickets to the spring game. That is on pace to surpass the last seven CU spring games combined. And the difference? They've always been free. This time people are paying for it, and they're doing it in droves. Love it. I mean, it's uh, there's a buzz there. There's energy there, and there's excitement. There's optimism. All of those good things out there in Boulder, right? I don't think Nova's going to be scooping, uh, swooping down and picking up Ralphie and taking Ralphie back to no. Colorado Springs no. right this year. No, no, that ain't no. happening this year, right? That was in years past. Ralphie's a little bit too heavy now with that yes. prime chain on. Yeah, he's got that Louis luggage, too, that he's carrying around. So right. you're not swooping up uh, Ralphie these days. Um but that's what it is, man. It's 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 excitement. It's the optimism, and it's 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 Dion and what he brings to the table and what he's brought to the table these past few months. It's been exciting. So that's awesome. That's awesome that you're getting now that major support from from CU fans, from alumni, from from that city of Boulder. I think it's great. I love it, man. I'm excited about it. I, I almost want to be up there for the spring game. I've never been to a spring game. It'll be on a Saturday. Chances are the weather will be pretty nice. Do we know when is it? Yeah, it's two months from yesterday. So whenever that whenever that weekend is. Um, two months from yesterday. Do you have a date? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> what? So is it April 22nd? You're the deducer. April 22nd. Is I that believe a Saturday? so. I, 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 two months from yesterday, but you couldn't give me a date. But you just throwing out two months from yesterday. It was two months from yesterday. I so believe. that would yes. be April twenty second. Let me check. By yes, the way, that's a, a Saturday. Admission. Sure. Uh, the students can attend for free uh, to the spring game. Okay. But a uh, 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 general admission ten bucks. So they've sold over you know thirty thousand uh, seats already. So we'll see what it actually is by by uh, by game day, if you can call it a game. Yeah. Uh, Spring football has changed a lot. You know, we used to have a spring game to finish it all off, right, when we did spring ball. And, I mean, it was like you're going out there to win that thing. The winners got steaks. Oh. The losers had to eat red beans and rice. No. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. If you're on the winning team, you got steaks. And if you're the the losing team, you had red beans and rice. Wow. Uh, That's the way it was back then. And it was fun. It was exciting. And, And But now... 
you're so worried about guys getting hurt, and and so it's not quite the same kind of competition as it used to be, which I think is a good thing. And now you see a lot more drills and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of competition and what it looks like from CU. It is, in fact, April 22nd. Folsom yeah, we've Field. already we've already said that Net. five times. By the time you were looking, you told me it was too much. Where I just wanted March, you to take my word for April. it. You're the one who got us bogged down. I told you two months from yesterday. Right, but I wanted a date for the people that are driving that aren't looking down like, oh, oh you know you what I'm saying? Two months from yesterday. Right. And then we said April 22nd. I said, I looked. And I said, yes, it's on a Saturday. And then you're still looking five minutes later. You bring it up. I just want, like, I just want to confirm. We already double confirmed. I did it. The most ever. You're getting I, this thing bogged down. Now, give me the bad news. The most, uh, just for more Besides context. with you. <laughs> just for context, the most ever attended spring game was 2008. There was 17,800 uh, people. That's the most ever. More context. National championship season back in 1990, 11,000 people were at the spring game. So, I mean, you got to realistically see probably, I mean, if they've already sold 30, you're going to see 40 plus, I'm probably, sure, right? right? So you're going to double the most ever is probably expectations now? Yeah. That's awesome. Really, uh, it's great. It's great. People sprinting away from a product. Oh, what are we sprinting away from? Like you're talking about local stuff here? Could be it. Anything. Where does your mind go? Sp- people sprinting away from a bad product. Um, the, the, the NBA, NBA All-Star game. Yes. You're on it. Sunday's NBA All-Star game was the lowest rated and least watched All-Star game ever. People just aren't, aren't interested. Why? Because the players aren't interested. Pretty, pretty easy equation to follow. Yeah, pretty easy equation to follow. How, how, why should I care if you don't care? You got the coach of the Western Conference team. It's not even Western Conference, right? It's, just, it's a pickup game, um, and they play. But NBA players actually play harder in pickup games in the middle of the summer than they did last Sunday. The ratings declined twenty nine percent from last year's game. That is called just a massive, massive precipitous fall. Yeah, I don't know what you can do about it. I, I because I understand it from a player's perspective. This is your time off. This is your week to get ready to go for this stretch run of twenty something games, and you've been going now hard for a long time, right? Getting after it, and and this is gonna this is a fun kind of screw around game. It is what it is. So why are you going to put your body at more risk and more wear and tear? For a game that doesn't mean anything. Guys are realizing that, and guys are looking out for themselves more and more. And it won't change. Like the, like the It's just like the Pro Bowl. Guys stopped tackling, and it just that's the way it was. Like, why am I going to tackle this guy? Right. Like, I like him. Right. You know, and we're all just trying to be healthy in this game, and that's the way it was. So it's going to continue to be a – really, well, all the All-Star game is is a three-point contest and a dunk contest. Yep. That's all it is. Because um, you got no one playing defense, no one cares if you win or lose. It's not that big a deal anymore. I don't know what you can do to fix it, Zach. I mean, two things come to mind. I don't know if either of them will work, but could you incentivize these guys with the thing that they value most? And that's money. I've, I've heard that suggested. Hey, half million for every guy on the winning team. Would that move the needle for these guys? Don't know. The other, yeah, that would. That, I think for a lot of them, it would. 
I mean, some of them probably not. But. Especially if you're like a, um, a Anthony Edwards on a rookie contract. Yeah. Something like that. The other is, can you, again, don't think it would work. Don't know if it would work. Don't even know what the incentive would be. But it would. it's adding some layer of the regular season or playoffs. We've seen baseball do this. Right. I think it jumped the shark. Talked about it. I hate it. But okay, you, you, you got to retire the jump the shark for a little bit now. You've been going. That's been a go-to for a little bit too much here the last two weeks. Can we just retire for a little bit? If no you can one, find like, a substitute, why don't you? Just something better. But I, I don't We're trying need, to give good quality. Like jump the shark. But people and understand like, jump the shark. Fonzie you just, and on like days of our lives. What was show was that? Happy like, days. Happy days. Yeah. No. Sorry. Go ahead. <sighs> just let's retire that for a little bit. Just give it a rest. Just come up with a substitute then. If you have such a problem with it, come up with a substitute. Kisner, come up with a substitute. He'll get one for us. Um, Got it. It's just, you know, do you start adding, like, real competition stuff, i.e. playoffs, home court advantage, like, and then apply it to, like, an exhibition game? I I, I don't know if that would help at all either. That's kind of silly, though, it does, right? It seems because like that. Baseball was doing that with the All-Star game, right? Give home field advantage in the world stinking series right. because of the All-Star game. Yeah, so you think that was silly. I hated it. Right, and so the same thing here. What are you going to incentivize with a – you get home court advantage because, you know, but now they don't even do Eastern Western, right? Right, right, right. So you'd have to go back to that. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't think you can go down that road. But, I like, that's what I'm saying. It's not like that's a bad suggestion because the, there's not really good, any good ones that you can, like, look at and say, yeah, that's that's the way you should do it because I'm sure they're looking. And when they when they made it, that, that deal at the end of the game, what is it called? Um, oh, the, the Elam ending? Yes, that was really cool. Yeah, the for, first for year what? they did yes. it, it was like the competition got cranked up. Guys were diving end, on right. the floor. Yes. And, and then it's just nothing. Now it's like, eh, whatever. Elam, whatever. It, it, Jason, it doesn't matter. Ending, doesn't matter. <laughs> whatever ending you want. It doesn't matter. I was watching the it's, 1998 All-Star Game highlights, and Kobe is guarding Jordan, and Jordan is guarding Kobe, and they are like fighting tooth and nail to shut each other down. Like, they weren't getting paid. For, what happened to just doing right by the fans? Yeah. Like, Shea Gildress-Alexander said after the game, like, you can pay me. He barely tried. Like, scored two bucks. No one can guard him in the league. Scored two points. It's like, I want nothing. To do. He's like, you can pay me to do it. Like, Shea, you're 24 years old. You signed a $180 million contract. What about just doing one for the fans? Yeah, it's just not, that's not, uh, um, it's not the way it is, man. Yeah. You know, you're looking at your body. You're looking at the rest of the season. All those things come into play, and it's just not worth it when you line it up and risk-reward. It's like, eh, whatever. Right. All right, Vance Joseph is returning to the Denver Broncos as defensive coordinator. A look back. What went so badly last time around? And what can Vance learn from it? That's next.